Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Oh, boo. Oh, sorry to scare you, everybody, but it's the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It's October 30th, 1998. That's why I had to give you a little scare up top. Sorry, everyone. All Hallows Eve. That's right. Oh, what do you think they used to do on All Hallows Eve? I don't know. I mean, on Halloween, they used to like dance around naked and shit. I don't know what they did on Hallows Eve. I'm pretty sure All Hallows Eve <clears throat> is Halloween. Okay, that I thought the day before Halloween was All Hallows Eve. I'm pretty sure that Halloween is the shortened version of All Hallows Eve, and it's because November first is All Saints Day. Okay. What night is Angel's Night? That's the day before Halloween. Okay. Devil's Night. Devil's Night is Halloween. Angel's Night is the day before. And no, then... no, 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 no. What no, in the no, fuck? No, no. Oh, my God. You're so confused. Let me give you some local history here, Carol. Welcome to the 90210 Show, everybody, where we talk about local Detroit history. <laughs> so, uh, the Devil's Night is what they call the day before Halloween. And they used to uh, fucking, like... Turn over cars and light mm-hmm. fires. It's the day of like ultimate mischief in tradition where, you know, people would like toilet paper houses and egg cars and shit like that. Toilet paper houses is in a whole other level. That's, than- that's the thing is in Detroit, they amped it up. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse until it became like a huge fucking crime night. The was- media rebranded Devil's Night, Angel's Nights. Oh, They're the same day. Okay. And then they increased the police presence and stuff like that. They and- had like a community watch and stuff. The yes, Angels. Correct. Well, you know, in Detroit, there's a community called Delray Angel. They have the Delray Angels. Uh-huh. I wonder if that's related to the Angels Night, if Are that they- came from Delray. Is that a motorcycle club? I don't know. There's a lot of, you know, tags all over. Okay. Of Angels in Delray. I-, I-, I feel like maybe that's a motorcycle club. I think that's a different thing. Like the Hell's Angels. They're not like the Hell's Angels. No, they're good. They do good things. They took back like yeah, Hell's the Angels city does and stuff. Do good things sometimes. They did security for Rolling Stones that one time. Okay. And then they may have been complicit in some murders. I don't know. But <laughs> so, so you gotta take the good with the bad, right? But in nine oh two and world, it's not Halloween at all, so No, because we're behind, so yeah. Uh, we're still catching up. We're chugging along. I Almost think, there, though. Yeah, we're not too far behind you guys, I don't think, if you guys are watching it live. Uh, or if you're just renting VHS yeah. tapes and watching it with us. then you're Live right, here in 1998. Then you're right with us. But, uh, but yeah, if you're watching it as it, uh, as it airs, um, then we're almost caught up to you. Soon. I think next season we may get caught up. That would be exciting. It'd be very exciting. I don't know how many seasons they're planning on going. I know we we don't pay too much. We don't pay attention very much to Nile Two and because we don't want any spoilers for stuff coming up. But I know that there's another season after this season because that's the season that is currently airing. Um, I don't know uh, if they're going to have a season after that. That would be their tenth, which seems like. I don't know, maybe a good place to stop. I don't yeah, know. we'll see. It's so crazy, though. Like, we were, like, five seasons behind or something, I think, when we started. We were, yes. One season behind. We were, like, four and a half seasons behind, yeah. I believe. Yeah. 
We, Crazy. Well, that's because we don't take breaks. We're here for you all every single that's week. That's fucking right. Every single week. That's right. We don't take a summer vacation like those pieces of shit on 902. Although their summer breaks are really, really short, which is part of why this has been so hard. Yeah. You should love us more than you love Jason Bateman or whatever. What's Who? his name? Jason Priestley? Yeah, Jason Priestley. Who the fuck's Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman was on a show called uh, The Hogan Family. The fuck? Yeah, it was with Sandy Duncan. Well, originally it was Valerie's family, and it was with Valerie Harper, but then she wanted more money or something like that, and they got rid of her, and they replaced her with Sandy Duncan, who played Peter Pan on Broadway, and uh, that was Valerie's it was just called Valerie, then it was Valerie's family, and like they wrote in there that Valerie Harper's character died, and then after that, they just changed it to the Hogan family. When you said the Hogan family, I was thinking of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and I was imagining that they made some kind of show of like his family. <laughs> well, that would be the most fucked up shit. Let me tell you something, Sandy Duncan. <laughs> Come on, brother. <laughs> oh my God, I want to watch him go to the supermarket, though. <laughs> $16 for a carton of eggs. <laughs> no, there's inflation or something on the Hogan family. Apparently. <laughs> Jesus. They're golden eggs. Oh, my God. You can tell who so does good. the grocery shopping in the Sandy house. Duncan, why does it look like you're looking at me in the mm. door at the same time? She's got a glass eye or something like that. Oh, She's wow. Weird. <laughs> anyway, I think we should maybe talk about 90210 on our 90210 okay. show. So... On this episode of 90210, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's like, Brandon, you've got to get over Kelly, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. Does he call everybody brother? He does. It's so weird. I don't remember. Take your vitamins. The Hulkamaniacs. Like, I just realized I sound a little more like Randy Savage. But I don't know. Art thou bored? Snip it was Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Right, every wrestling impression is the same, though, really. Like, uh, yeah. Shawn Michaels is the same thing. It's like uh, the heartbreak kid. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's been Wrestling Cavalcade. That's the segment that comes right after local news. And before you're the, 90, the 90210 segment of your 90210 show. Okay. Uh, so, in. Beverly Hills. Yes. Donna has a job as a fashion designer she does. right out of college, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Because she let, the, uh, what's her name? Hillary Swank's kid, uh, yeah. Car- Carly's kid, draw all over her drawings. Yes. Child's, Child's Play, they named it. So we get to Greatest s- name for a fucking. Seriously. If you if you thought that there was a fashion design design brand called Child's Play, wouldn't you just assume that it's a bunch of like blue overalls and like yellow shirts? Um, That's what Chucky wears, right? Is a red shirt? I, I thought I, I don't know. I'm picturing Freddy Krueger's shirt now. I don't know. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah, yes, that's immediately what came to mind is Chucky. What if it's just sexy outfits? Ew! It's called Child's Ew! Play. Exactly. Ew! Exactly. No. What I'm saying, this is a bad name. What I think is really weird, though, okay, is her designs were not children's clothing until this boy colored all over them. I know. How did they become children's clothes? Just because they decided to make it, you know, like child's play or whatever, and like now it's for kids. Like adults would wear this stuff. I suppose I don't know what the what, what the clothes are. Well, we so, saw the little girl in the clothes. I didn't really pay attention. What she, she was wearing, wearing a, a shirt that was like yeah, adults looked, would wear shirts. You're right. 
Shut up. It looked like it had been scribbled on. I mean, it really, oh, like, okay. the, the like the design of the color, like, all over the shirt looked like crayon scribbles. Gotcha. I can totally see adults wearing that, too. And I thought that was the whole point. Yeah. The whole point was him, like, the fucking fashion industry takes itself too seriously. Let's, uh... Let's, have some fun. Yeah, let's do some fucking fun shit and everything. And then I guess, like, the board was like, oh, no, that's, that's, we need to be more serious with adult clothes. He's like, oh, well, this, these, are, these are kids' clothes, though. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're not fired anymore. More off-screen shit that happens in now to an O. Right. Speaking of being fired, though, yeah. uh, Donna. <laughs> Donna gets fired out of a cannon. She's uh, on, for some reason, she is on set during a photo shoot for her stuff. I don't think that's normal. Yeah, I don't either. I thought that was weird, too. Do they just have the designers there? It seems like, I, I can't imagine Kelvin Klein's like there when they're filming, you know, his ads and stuff. Doesn't make any sense. It's like the story I heard about uh, Frank Miller, comic book artist Frank Miller. You want to hear about that real quick? <laughs> Why not? This is our Frank Miller segment of the show. Uh, he wrote a script for uh, RoboCop 2. Okay. You remember uh, Robot Cop 2? No. Oh, you never saw it? No. But you know Robot Cop? Yes. RoboCop, oh. yes. So he he wrote the script for it, he, and he wrote, you know, like he wrote Batman Year One. He, he wrote a lot of, like, uh, influential comic books. So comic book legend, Frank Miller. And he wrote the script for it, and apparently they didn't like any of his ideas. But he was on set every day. And so, like, Irving Kirshner, the, the director, apparently, like, while they were filming, was just ripping pages out of the script and rewriting shit as they went. Oh, wow. Uh, much to, like, and Frank Miller would just, just sit there looking depressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's awful. So it's like... Because like, you don't often hear the writer being on set either. He actually said, he said something like, uh, um, I learned that being the director was like where the real power was in Hollywood. I mean, obviously. He's like, when you're when you're a writer, it's like your script is a fire hydrant and there's a bunch of like dogs right around the corner. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. So, anyway. Um, I don't understand the fashion designer being on set for the shoot because it's like, are they going to need a quick redesign or something like that? Hey, sew this real quick. Right. I mean, like, it doesn't make sense. And, like, she doesn't seem to really serve a purpose there either. Only a story purpose. Yeah. So she's, like, talking to the little girl who's the model for the clothes. Yep. And the little girl's like, I want Donna's bracelets. Mm -hmm. And the mom's like, okay, Donna, just give her the fucking bracelets. Like, what? Yeah. Who? Who does that? I mean, I realize they're, like, rich people or whatever, mm -hmm. but... No. <laughs> yeah, before this, the, the guy... Uh, also, I don't understand why the the executive of the fashion brand is at this shoot either. Where's the director? Yeah. That, we don't ever see him. Like, there should be... The, the photographer should be there. If it's just... Uh, yeah, I guess it's not a commercial. It's, uh, it's photo like a, shoot. It's a yeah. photo shoot. So the fucking photographer <clears throat> should be there. And, like, the people that coordinate... Hair shot, and makeup shots, yeah. assistant. That's who should be there. Yeah. That's it. No one else needs to be there. I mean, I guess maybe the executive could sit in a corner or whatever and just overlook things, but I don't know. It just, it all seems really weird. Like, they're in charge of it, and I don't see a photographer anywhere. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he mentions before, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's a big problem, this uh, actress, but she or this uh, 
model, but she's like the best out there or whatever. But you know, she's a fucking headache. Everyone knows it. But she's like a fairly nondescript looking little girl. Yeah. So I don't really understand how she's so irreplaceable and amazing to stand there and get her picture taken. Now, listen, I went to modeling school. I'm not a model. I was never a professional model. Former model. But I've been taught how to be a model. My fiance, former model. And I got to say, it's not that fucking hard. I mean, you do need to be able to like act with your face. Says the really pretty woman that has uh, that that has the most expressive face I've ever seen. That's not really hard. Thanks, All you have to do is be very attractive and have an expressive <laughs> face. And then it's easy, everyone. I'm just saying, like, it's not any, I think pretty much any cute little kid with half of a brain could do it. I don't, th- I think you're wrong. I think you are underselling your natural talents. I really do. I think it's difficult for people to express with their face. I think people, I think most people find it hard. Um, well, not every successful model can do it either. Like they, they agreed. showed us agreed. They would show us like print ads and be like, uh, what's wrong with this picture? And like mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, it's like, there's nothing in their eyes. Their eyes are dead. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe the girl's good at making her eyes not dead. Anyway. <laughs> She's a necromancer of eyes. Right. Arise eyes. <laughs> So the director's Your like, eyes look dead, brother. <laughs> God. Hulk Hogan shows up. What is happening? Hulk Hogan shows up to uh, He's the photographer. That's why they didn't show him. Oh, we're off the rails. <laughs> <sighs> okay, anyway. So So Donna refuses to give her her bracelets on principle because like you don't just and she even says mm-hmm. to the mom, like, maybe don't give her everything she wants right. all the time. Which, you know Maybe go fuck yourself. She shouldn't really be telling the mom how to parent, but come on. But the mom is being a stereotypical <clears throat> terrible parent. Yeah. And th- that's the thing. The girl's not bratty or or demanding, really. She wants to fucking, like, the whole reason she wants Donna's bracelets is she's like, I thought we were going to go to the circus. Mm-hmm. I am sick of doing this. You said we could go to the circus. And she's like, just a couple more hours. I mean, just put in a full day's work. And right. uh, as a five-year-old or however old she's supposed to be, she's probably like, what, like nine? Ten. Yeah. Uh, and she said, so she gets sulky and she's like, well, I want Donna's bracelets then if I'm going to have to sit here for you know this amount of time. Because she has no concept of fucking money. Like, she doesn't un- understand she's getting paid. Right. She wants something tangible for her time. Like, she's she doesn't... Wow. That's very logical. Like I didn't even. T- she she doesn't there. have an unreasonable attitude. She's being pushed too hard by a fucking mom that later is like, "Hey, this is a big opportunity for us." Mm-hmm. I was a model when I was younger, and 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 Carol said, "Oh, it's easy," but it's not. It's not easy <laughs> because I have no expressive face. My God. Oh, so. Um- the mom is even like, you know, if you don't give her a bracelets, we're going to have another temper tantrum. You don't want mm-hmm. that, do you? Yeah. Like, the girl didn't even have the temper tantrum. No. The mom just didn't want to deal with her. Yeah. And then Anna gets fired. Yeah, the guy's like, uh, yeah, they don't like you, so. It's so stupid. Get the fuck out. And he's like, and she's like, but, you know, these are my designs. He's like, well, you'll get everything that's coming to you. So basically, he's like, I'm going to give you a check you don't have to work for. What are you arguing about here? Yeah. 
That I don't like. What's her job supposed to be at this shoot? She already designed the clothes. They're buying the designs from her. They're yeah. paying her for this, and now she doesn't have to invest any more of her time in it. Why does she need to get fired too? Why isn't the guy just like, yeah, they don't really like you that much, so um, just don't come to the shoot. Yeah. Why don't you sit at home and and design more clothes like we fucking pay you to do? Exactly. That would make sense. Like, yeah, it doesn't it does it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's almost like she's a fucking assistant here. And that's not her job, no. but whatever. And then she's super depressed about being fired, even though technically she wasn't really fired. She's still getting paid. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Hi, cat. We have a cat that just broke in. I forgot to lock the door. Oh, my goodness. Our cats can open doors. Yeah. They're very talented. They have the strength of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Where's the wet food, brother? <laughs> oh, my God. That probably is what he's looking for. <laughs> Did I forget to give you lunch, sweetie? <laughs> anyway, so uh, so yeah, Donna's all depressed about not uh, being able to slave away for a kid. Yeah. So then she does one of the stupidest things. I don't even know why yeah. she thinks this would work. Well, and it, why it does and why it matters. Any of it. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, she shows up at the the shoot the next day dressed as a fucking clown. She's like, I'm bringing the circus to you. But not even a good clown, like a 1930s clown. <laughs> she doesn't look like Bozo or Clarabelle the Clown. Remember Clarabelle the Clown from no. Bozo? Do you remember Bozo the Clown? Vaguely. On uh, WGN out Didn't of he have bright red hair? Yes! And a nose, kind of like... Uh, yes, he had a nose, that's right. <laughs> Very good. It's, oh. like I, it's like I can picture it. I think that's kind of how I picture every clown, but yeah. yeah. He looked like a generic clown. He had the, like, uh, like the blue, red, white, yellow fucking... That's a lot of colors, man. Like, yeah, the, the silk outfit that they Like, every, every clown I've ever seen is just draped in silks. Right. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, Were they royalty back in the day? You know, there's a whole school to become a clown. Clown school. Oh, I was going to say Michigan State. Oh, got him! Oh, goodness gracious! Oh no, we love we love state, don't we? <laughs> sure. Anyway, um, go blue. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I don't really care. U of M. Well, yeah, that's go blue. Yeah, U U of M is go okay, blue. State's green. I know. That's oh, you said, were making a joke. That's why uh, I said go blue, like right, like right, go right, U right. of M. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, uh, yeah, we don't need to get into it, but. <laughs> It doesn't matter that much to me. If you're a Michigan State fan, that's fine. Anyway, so, yeah, she looks like a 30s clown. She looks like a Depression-era clown. But the kid loves it. Yeah. She's like, I'm only going to work if Donna stays. Exactly. So so she got her job back for no more money than she was already getting. Yeah, she should have said something to the guy like, hey, you want her to work. Let's negotiate some more. But yeah, so she gets her job back, and he's like, he's all apologetic. And then the mom is like, yeah, I, you know what? I'm sorry I was mad at you, but you're right. I am a terrible parent, and I should be more of a parent to my child. And I'm going to change th- everything about how I am. And it's just like, <laughs> wow, so believable. Right. Someone just, all oh, that's all it took was for someone to be like, this woman was this way her entire life, and all it took was for Donna to be like, but maybe there's another way. She's like, oh, never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, and then they had literally like a one second conversation. Yeah. So totally enough. But that's Donna's storyline. And the little girl, I don't know, is a successful model or whatever. Right. 
So <clears throat> then we have, I don't know, I guess we got to go to to Kelly and Brandon and stuff again because I can't really think of much else. Well, it's, so there's David and there's Steve. Okay. Those are the other two big storylines. If you want, we'll go to, we can go to Steve next because right. Steve is, Steve's disconnected from the rest of the plot oh, yeah. in the same way that Donna is disconnected from the rest of the plot. I hate his storyline. And I need your help because I feel like I blacked out for a minute or something. Oh my because- God. Like, all of a sudden, Steve is just, like, with this woman who's getting married, but I don't know why. I know why. Was it something to do with the newspaper? It is, yes. Okay, gotta, what happened? Wait, let me give you some more clues. No, um, <laughs> so he was, so he wanted to interview uh, a, a sports star. I think we all know which one, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Steve, brother. No, um, so he, uh, he, uh, Brandon says to Steve, I want you to to get over this fucking Carly shit. You're moping around. Uh, the woman that works for them at the newspaper, the graphic artist slash secretary or whatever she is, is like three amazing looking women came in. <laughs> She's like, I'm not even a lesbian. I want to have sex with them. But they, they came in and uh, looking for a job in Steam. No, looking to fill out help or to fill out the, the not looking for job, the to look for somebody like one of the classifieds ads. Okay, and uh, and Steve told her to handle it. Yeah, Steve was like ignored them. I mean, that's just even worse. It's like they're looking for a date. They came in like, "Hey, I'm trying to find love," and he was just like, "Yeah, whatever." Oh, okay. I got. I got you. I got you. They were they were doing lonely hearts. Yes. Yes. Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> um, so Brandon's like, "Okay, I got to get him out of this." So he's like, "Hey, why don't you talk to Mike Piazza?" <laughs> The catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, he's like, I want you to interview Mike Piazza. He's like, I don't fucking write. I own this paper or whatever. I own your soul, Brandon. And uh, he goes, and then he turns into the devil. Um, no, he says, uh, he says, I know, Steve, but like, I want you to write this. I'm the editor. Fucking write for me. And he's like, whatever. And he says, you know that girl that works in... The PR department of the Los Angeles Dodgers. She can probably get you an interview with Mike Piazza. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's getting married this weekend to one of my keg brothers or whatever. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to her. That's where he goes. So he goes to her dress fitting. And he's like, yeah, you look good in that dress or whatever. And he starts talking about Carly. And he starts talking about, like, how he's depressed and everything. And then he's like, but I guess, you know, who knows? Like, I'm still young. I shouldn't even be thinking about getting married now anyway. And, like, he's trying to make himself feel better. And he's, like, saying all this stuff like, yeah, I mean, like, we were committed, but it probably would have been a mistake anyway. She had a kid who wants that kind of commitment at my age. And he starts saying all this stuff to a woman in a wedding dress. Right, right. And she's like, oh, my God, you're right. Why would I want this commitment? Fuck this guy. And she runs off. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. Pretty self-absorbed and stupid. But so she decides to call off the wedding, or she's thinking about calling off the wedding. The next morning, she's just there in the Walsh house in, like, was she just wearing, like, a shirt, like a T-shirt or something? Well, I I don't know. She was in her nightgown, whatever it was. But But she's cooking breakfast. Yeah, like, it's like, so Steve brought her home. She decided not to get married, and Steve brought her home. Yeah. What the fuck, Steve? So a lot of a lot of not wise decisions going on here. Yeah. And Brandon comes in. He's like, "Oh, hi." 
And she's like, hi. She's like, no, no, Steve slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, okay, sure. And uh, she's like, no, he did. I'm, I'm supposed to get married, but like, I, I just couldn't go home. Her, her fiancé, by the way, is not even there. He's in New York, I think, or something like that. He's not in town. He's on assignment someplace. Yeah, so that's even super that she so didn't want to go home. She could have just gone home. I don't get that. But she's been dodging his phone calls and everything because he's like, you know, he wants to talk to his fiance. Uh, God forbid. And so she starts talking about like how Steve is kind of like put planting doubts in her head and everything. And <laughs> Brandon's no help because Brandon's like, I mean, he's kind of a help, I guess, where he's like, oh, I know how you feel like, you know, like. I had something that was perfect, and we were, like, very committed, but, like, I fucked it up and everything. And So then they, they kind of start bonding. And those two end up, like, I kind of thought they might get together. That's what I thought was going to happen, too. Like, that would have made more sense. But instead, the fiancé tracks her down. Yeah, and he's, like, so <clears throat> he comes to the thing, he's, like, Sanders, I know she's fucking in there. How does he How? know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Did she call him? How does he even know there's a problem? Like, I thought she was dodging him. You said that. And yet he knows there's a problem and where she is. Mm-hmm. She had to have called him. And you know what I think happened? What? I think Hulk Hogan told You got to get back, brother. So Steve runs out with this woman, yeah. runs out no, the no, back no, no, of the no, house. No, 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 Brandon does. Brandon runs Not out Steve. with her. You're right. And Brandon stays and deals with the fiance. Steve. No. Steve. Steve talks to the fiance. <laughs> Brandon rips himself into two. <laughs> and does both things at once. Steve talks to the guy. Brandon handles the girl. And Steve's very honest with him, which I was surprised. At. Like, he's like, it's my fault. This is the stupid stuff I said. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he didn't get punched in the face. And he's like, you motherfucker. He, go, he goes, uh, he's like, you know what? That's fine. Whatever. Um, it doesn't matter. We, I'll wait if she wants to wait. I'll do this. If she, if she wants to go here, I'll go there. Like, you know, and he's... He's basically like, it doesn't fucking matter because I'm making her my wife at some point in our lives, no matter what. Right. And he's like a dog with a bone. And uh, Steve all of a sudden is like, huh. He's like, you'd really do anything for her. And he's like, absolutely. And he's thinking like, you know, I I didn't go to Montana with with Carly. I could have just gone to Montana and I didn't. I guess maybe... It's not the same. I didn't love her like you love this one. I get, like, and that's so weird. Like, I guess that's true. Like, it didn't really occur to me either, but, like, he could have gone with her. Yeah. But, I mean, he ha- he would have had to give up a lot to go with her because he has a business. Yeah, but, I mean, if he loved, like, like if you if you needed to move somewhere, I would pick up my whole life and move with you. Like, it, it wouldn't even be a consideration of, like, um, oh, okay, like, we, I guess we just won't be together. Right. That would not occur to me. Sorry, I'm being distracted by fluffy cuteness. And no, and it's not Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so uh fucking that's what happens with him and then uh so he Steve realizes that and then Brandon talks to the girl and he's like, "Yeah, I want to get that perfect back or whatever." And she's like, "You know what? You're right. Like it's it is scary, but it's worth the scariness." And then they get back together, and they do end up getting married. And we see, like, uh, the end tail end of their ceremony. Yeah, because she, she said something like she was scared because it was too perfect. And that's right. what Brandon felt like, I think, about his relationship with Kelly. Like, he makes some kind of well, he's, when, parallel there. Yeah, or? when he talks to Kelly later, he's like, I know why I cheated, because I was scared of how perfect things were. 
Which it's stupid. It's the Dawson Leary mom excuse. Right? It is. Like, oh my God. I knew we'd heard it somewhere recently. What is going on in society? I don't know. It's, it's, It's odd. And I don't, I don't agree with that really. Yeah. I don't think a perfect relationship is generally a reason for infidelity. No, I don't. And I don't think that, I don't know. I just don't think that that happens much. If maybe, at all. Maybe a little, but I don't think that happens often. Um, so they end up getting together and everything. I I would, if, if Cold Feet got this serious, I think I'd be a little scared and trepidatious, though, if I was the guy. Yeah. Like, if you, like, before, eventually we're going to get married because we're, we're engaged. But if, like, two days before the wedding, you were all of a sudden like, I don't fucking want to do this. And it wasn't just, like, small, fleeting, like, questioning thoughts. It was, like, you ran off, like, thing. Right. I, I'd be, I would be, like, huh, that's maybe not a good sign that it got that far. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I just, I, I worry about these two. Yeah. We'll never see them again, but I worry about them. <laughs> I agree. I don't think that uh, this was the best start for their relationship. No. <clears throat> so, then there's... um. There's David mm-hmm. and his storyline. So David's with this asshole band still. Mm. And like last episode, they kept offering him drugs. And I was afraid he's going to relapse or whatever. And it fucking continues this episode where like, you know, he walks out into the parking lot and sees one of the dudes like <clears throat> token away. Like, hey, did you come out looking for a hit? Like. These guys are on a mission to bring David back to the drug world, and I don't like it. It makes me upset. Well, how many people are in this band? Because we only see two people besides David I don't in know. this episode. Well, or, he's replacing somebody. That's what happens after this incident. Oh, after okay, that's what, okay, so. No, there's no. this guy. There's this guy, Mark, the mm-hmm. one that's been drinking and is toking up in the in the uh, parking lot of the After Dark. And then there's another guy. That we see in this episode that's in the band. And I thought there was a third member, but I guess they're the bass player or whatever. They don't give a fuck about their opinion. I guess I thought there was like three or four people in the band. I don't know, but we don't see any other ones. Um, at least not any ones that have like speaking roles in this yeah. episode. Um, Budget so, constraints. Right. So he, yeah, Mark's like, uh, David's like, you're not going to drive like that, are you? You know, like smoking pot and stuff like that. He's like, ah, it gives a fuck. Yeah. And he's like, we're not going on. And he, th- again, they bring up the song that they bought. That David wrote, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, we're going to play it right now. And he's like, I would not play that song right now. Because it's obviously about Donna. Right. And obviously Valerie is going to be a little upset about it. But also Noah owns and operates that bar and he's there. Oh, yeah. So he'd hear it too. He must use Donna's name. Like, maybe he needs to change the lyrics or something. It's just like, Donna, Donna, Donna. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to be inside you, Donna. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm getting really curious to hear this song. So, anyway, so <clears throat> the Mark dude is like, fuck it, we're not playing now. And he gets, and he, like, drives off and almost hits a sign. Mm. So many people almost fucking either do die or almost die right outside the peach pit. Yeah. You ever notice true. that? Yeah. Must be a bad spot. Yeah, for cars, for sure. Um, But anyway, so he gets into a car accident. And he wants to sue Noah for over-serving him. That is so dumb. 
Like, so many people get in drunk driving accidents or do stupid, terrible things because they drink too much. Mm. How often do you hear about a fucking bar owner being held accountable for that? It does happen sometimes. Hmm. And I know, like... If if you know us, sorry to talk about politics, everybody. If you know us, you probably know I lean a little more uh, liberal than conservative uh, in my worldview. And this is probably more of a conservative point of view. But I'm sorry. I think I don't think that should be on bar owners. No, I don't either. I, that that that's individual responsibility. I don't think it's up to the bar to babysit you and be like, Okay, looks like you had enough. I'm going to take your keys or like right? I mean, like it sucks when someone drinks too much at a bar and then like goes and kills somebody, right? Obviously, that's awful. But I don't think the bar owner has any legal or moral responsibility over mm, it. Moral maybe. I don't know about legal. Only moral if you're like it only moral if you know they're drunk and you know they're going to drive yeah. and you don't say anything. Right. Well, like, I mean, I've had that at bars where they're like, you're not driving, are you, before they'll bring me another drink? Right. And that's fine. And yeah, I'm like, I, no, I'm not. It's cool, you know? I, I agree. <clears throat> I agree that's fine. Um, but, like, in a very busy club like that, how is a bartender Mm-mm. expected to keep track of everybody that's drinking? Absolutely I, not. I think it's ridiculous. Did you ever get cut off by a, bar- by a bartender? Yes. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I mean, you got to be pretty bad for them to actually cut you off. I got cut off because we went to, we were in downtown Pontiac and we went to JD's Key Club and then we went over to Have a Nice Day Cafe. Check out Have a Nice Day Cafe, everyone, if you're down in downtown Pontiac. Uh, and then we went back to JD's Key Club and the guy at the, 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 the guy at the bar was like, you guys are cut off. Like immediately looked, took one look and says like, you guys are cut off. <laughs> we're like, we know it's fine. I was at the locker room Mm -hmm. and I was standing in line for the bathroom and I was talking to the nice lady in line. Mm -hmm. And according to her, I'm not sure this really happened, but according to her, all of a sudden I leaned back on the wall and my eyes rolled back in my head. Oh my God. And she happened to be the manager. That's part of your expressive face. (laughs) And she was like, like, I was just expressing that I was drunk. She's like, oh oh my God, you are done. And she, like, told everybody. She, like, walked me over to the bar, like, don't give her any more alcohol. No one give her more. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, so where were the fuck were we talking about? Oh, the, the, the bar, yeah. yeah. So I think that's ridiculous on the face of it. Mm-hmm. But the guy's like, we're going to fucking sue you for millions of dollars because somehow we know you have money or whatever. And so David is caught because he's like... Dude was token up. Yeah. He even says it to the guys like, he's like, you know, you were smoking pot and then like that's, that, you know, messes you up too, driving. Right. And he's like, no, 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 no. They said it was alcohol. <laughs> I said, that's all it was. He's like, okay. Cause that's what you told them you had. Right. Right. Cause they don't, there's no test for Like you can do like a breathalyzer for alcohol. There's no like field sobriety test for marijuana you can't just blow and be like oh you have this much marijuana in your system they could they could take them to get a drug test 
Sure, but even then, it just doesn't oh. just tell you like that you've taken drugs. You're right; it's just the in the system. It's yeah. just in the system. So, like for pot, depending on how much you smoke, it can be in your system for like a whole month. So, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that That's what sense. I'm saying. Like with alcohol, it gives you like a there's there's a very easy way to check the levels because mm-hmm. you can have some alcohol in your system and be completely fine to drive, not not impaired in any way. But if you reach a certain level that the law has deemed like this is where most people start to get impaired, then, you know. Right. But there's no, there's nothing like that for pot. Yeah, there so he, should be. So he probably, I think it's just too hard. Yeah. I don't, you know, scientists work on it. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that, um, I think he, he just was like, yeah, I was drinking. And that's why they think it's alcohol. You know? Yeah. It wasn't like I was also smoking an illegal substance, everyone. But yeah, so he wants to sue him and David's like, I don't know what I should do. And every time he tries to talk to, to Noah... Suddenly, conveniently, Noah's been trying to be nice to David this whole time, mm-hmm. trying to give him the club back, trying to help him have him help fucking work there, all this shit and everything. Let me give you your equipment back, all that stuff. For some reason in this episode, every time he talks to him, he's like, shut the fuck up, David. Yeah, Get out of here. He's not being nice at all. Well, he's very stressed out. Yeah. And uh, and so David's like, every time David wants to help him, he's like, yeah, I just want to see you fucking twist in the wind. Fuck you. Right. So... In, and then Noah's going to settle. Like, that's what his lawyer told him to do. He was just going to settle. So this guy was going to win. Yeah. He was going to get some, some settlement money. Not nice. Not cool. No. But instead, the David speaks the, the up. The David. <laughs> David speaks David up. David has a, has a conversation with Donna. And Donna's like, because she's talking about getting fired. And she's like, I would do the same thing because, you know, I if, if she says... If it takes you doing something that's not right to get what you want, then it's not worth having. Hmm. Interesting take. And uh, David's like, hmm, interesting take. (laughs) 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 And so finally he does tell Noah, he's like, yeah, don't fucking settle because he was smoking pot. And um, the dude's like, the dude threatens him too. He's like, if you say what you know. Uh, I'll make sure that that fucking song never hears the light of day. Yeah. And um, and you'll never play with our band. Yep. And you'll be fucking done. But since David does speak up and is honest, the other person in the band who speaks yeah. is like, you know what? Fuck you, asshole. And uh, David's going to replace you now. You were a jerk the whole time. So, so David has a job with the band now. Yeah, it's good. And still for the newspaper, I assume? I don't know. Yeah, he's still writing stuff, I suppose. He's going to be a busy dude. That's how it started out. Right. But anyway, so that's David's storyline. So everything works out there. Now, the main event. The Donna and, uh, I mean, the Donna, the Kelly and <clears throat> uh, Brandon storyline. I don't know. I don't even feel like it's that much of a main event. Like, yeah. it's Not really that much. No, there's not a lot going on. I mean, she's still dating the med student. Yep. That's... One thing that really disappointed me about this episode is that Brandon's just back to his old self. He was a fucking cheater and horrible person, and then he was, like, crazed and, like, you know, I'm going to be mad at everybody. Now he's, like, he's acting like himself again. Why does that make you mad? Because I don't like it. I like, I don't like, I don't, I like him when he's on the fringes of society, not when he's, He's just cool, calm, and collected. He's Mr. Cool again. He's a regular He's a regular Miles Davis, or as they call him in Europe, Kilometers Davis. He, um, 
he worked through it. Like, I mean, everybody has a normal, and sometimes they get abnormal when weird shit happens. I agree. And, I and just he's wish done he, being abnormal. I wish he was still being abnormal, that's all. Okay. Um, but yeah, he... So, Kelly's dating the med student, and Brandon continually... It's the same scene, like, five times mm-hmm. in the show. Where Brandon's like, I want to talk to you. And she's like, we have nothing to talk about. And then that happens five times. Well, like the med students are picking her up for their date and he brought her flowers. So even though he didn't give her flowers last episode, now he's given her flowers yeah. for real. Brandon calls and leaves a message on the machine. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, you know, my ex. And he's like, hey, we all have a past. Don't worry about it. Right. Like, whatever. Um, he's Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Boring. I feel like they kiss at some point. I kind of remember that happening. Yeah, they do. And I don't remember much else. See, he should have grabbed her by the throat and been like, what do you fuck you mean that you're <laughs> That would have made it more interesting. And then passionately have. kiss her. <laughs> um, forget about him. Um, anyway, so. You know, most ladies, when you grab them by the throat, don't like that. <laughs> that wouldn't it's be. a good thing that you're not most ladies. <laughs> that wouldn't be like the go-to move. Let me grab you by the throat. Forget about him. So if I'm ever with another girl, I shouldn't uh, try that then, I guess. Huh? I'd probably not. No. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, that's essentially all that happens. She kind of seems like she sort of starts to come around, and then, like, something will happen in the conversation, and she's like, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. She wants to talk to Brandon, because I think she wants to be like, look, you know, um... Yeah, maybe there's a path forward for us or whatever. And she comes in and she sees the girl that's going to get married hugging Brandon mm-hmm. because he's helped her with her decision. And he's like, Donna, it's not what or fucking Wow. Kelly, Interchangeable blonde woman. Kelly, it's not what it looks like. And interchangeable she's- blonde. And, and she's like, brother, I'm Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm not an interchangeable oh blonde. I am the blonde. Um... No, she's, he's like, Kelly, it's not what it looks like. And she's like, aha, uh-huh, whatever. And he's like, no, it's really not what it looks like. But he doesn't explain what it is. And then she goes, the woman he was hugging goes, no, it's really not. I'm getting married. He was just helping me out. And she's like, yeah, but that's the problem is I'll always assume that it's the worst or whatever. Yeah. Goodbye, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, he really ruined their relationship. He did, yeah. So... I don't think there is a path for them. And why is she even going to go try to talk to him about that when she's making out with the med student? I don't know. I mean, maybe he's not a very good kisser. I maybe don't know. he's not grabbing her by the throat. <laughs> maybe she's not. one of the maybe she's one of the percentage that likes that. Apparently, <laughs> I don't really picture I, Brandon no, doing that either. Brandon's not grab her by the ponytail. Brandon's not that kind of guy. No. <laughs> Brandon's a, a stroke the side of your cheek with the back of your back of his hand kind of guy. Ew. Oh, <laughs> okay. My beauty. He's yeah. that kind of guy. He gives me the creeps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because of the pile of women. In the exactly. Desert. So. Oh, that is the episode, though. All right. So you guys can write us at latefee1994 at awol.com. Yep. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.